the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In steadfast obedience to God's call upon his life, Pastor Rander continues to challenge us with stimulating questions that we must answer if we are to live a committed, God-filled life. We cannot reach our full potential short of giving God, rather than this world, our very best. The only way we can maximize our God-given capacity is to walk by faith at all times and in all things. God's Word tells us that we must look to the hills for help. Where does our help come from? It comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Thank you for joining us today. As you listen in, you'll want to take notes. So keep pen and paper handy. We must not put entertainment over the work. I'm not here to entertain you. If you think I'm going to be swinging from those lights, you're going to be waiting a while. If you want entertainment and you want craziness and silliness and folk just doing all kinds of stuff, weirdo stuff in the church, go on down the street somewhere because I'm going to stand tall, flat-footed, and I'm going to preach what Jesus tells me to say. Matter of fact, I... I'm glad I'm not entertaining because every time I try to entertain you, then next week you're going to want more than what you got the last week. And I'm too old to be giving you more entertainment. I'm not going to let you kill me. I'm going to stay on safe ground. When you're you're with the words, you're on safe grounds. You must not put entertainment above the word. You must not allow politics to have preference over the word. I don't preach politics. I preach Jesus. Politics divide. Now you go vote now. I know what the issues are, but but I, I don't have to tell you to vote when the word is governing your life. And you know when you're voting right and when you're voting wrong, and you realize when you're getting in God's way, and you know you when you're doing things according to the scripture. You're not confused. You know right from wrong if you've been been here at any length of time. The word ought to govern your voting. Hey, won't y'all say amen? It covers everything. You don't compartmentalize the word of God, say, well, I believe in this, but I'm going to go in and vote this way, but nothing. The word is transcends politics. It transcends legalism. It transcends false doctrine. The word of God transcends prosperity gospel. It transcends a social gospel. It transcends a progressive gospel. The word of God transcends a self-help gospel. The word of God transcends an emotional gospel. The word of God transcends a political gospel, all of which will undermine the supremacy of Christ in his church, which leads to her being weak, The church will become anemic, secular, compromised, and powerless should we put those things over the word of God. We must allow Christ to have his proper place in his church because he is the great head of the church and he is the owner because he purchased the church with his own blood. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 22 says, but he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. I love this. Oh, I love this scripture. You got to write it down, highlight it, uh, put an asterisk by it. Please write this scripture down. It's just a great scripture. 
of Psalms 138, verse 2. Psalm 138, verse 2 also says, I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your loving devotion and your faithfulness. Underline this. You have exalted your name and your word above all else. That's the supremacy. You have exalted your name. His name is above every name. We talk about all these little mundane names. They're passing away. You've soon forgotten. But I know a God who will remember your name. You have exalted your name and your word above all else. The name of Jesus and the word of God should be exalted above all else. It's not about what I think. It's not about our opinions. It's not about our philosophy. It's not about our ideology. It is about exalting the the risen Savior and exalting the word of God, saying, what does the word say in regards to these matters? And am I willing to align my life on the word as I understand it from the scripture? And I don't allow the world, the culture to redefine me or what God has told me to do. And when you begin to have that kind of persistency, then your mind will become uh, cultivated and mature, and you'll begin to grow into his likeness. Number two, you minister to your mind when you ask the Lord to reveal to you the good qualities in others. This is how you minister to your mind. You minister to your mind when you ask the Lord to reveal to you the good qualities in others. You know, we have a tendency of looking, when people come to mind, we think all the bad stuff. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. Some of you spend too much time focusing on the shortcomings and deficiencies of your family. All of us have shortcomings. All of us have deficiencies. And all of us, there's room for us to grow. None of us in this room have arrived. And we need to spend more time building each other up, edifying each other, and not being professional fault-finding. That's not a gift. That's not a spiritual gift. Stop looking for the wrong stuff. You know, when you look for the wrong stuff all the time, it it affects your mind. It it affects your being. It it affects your whole soul. So so stop looking for the deficiencies of others. We all have deficiencies. Deficiencies. We are all a work in progress. (laughs) Uh, Stop looking for deficiencies in your supervisor, in your family, in your husband. You think about something he did a long time ago. You think, well, you still can't boil water and all that kind of stuff. You know, you just, you just, oh, you can't get the car going, you know. You 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 can't make your, if he's not a mechanic, you better leave him alone. Send it to the shop, you know. But you, you know, he ought not be sizing you up to us. You still can't cook. You can't, well, what? You're supposed to be complimenting each other. What you can't do, she can do. What she can't do, you ought to be able to do. And that makes for a good marriage. Stop saying you haven't got this yet. Thank God that somebody have it. (laughs) Somebody somebody has it. Stop finding fault with your coworkers. Just glad to be at a job that pays a salary and give you an insurance. Why y'all laughing at me? (laughs) Because when you start looking for deficiencies, 
Actually, it affects your mind. It, it, it damages your mind. Stop seeing the worst in people. Stop looking for stuff. That's how you mess your mind up. You know, uh, 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 be intentional about speaking words of life to people. You know, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Did you get that? That's in Proverbs. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Be intentional about encouraging people and stop taking folk for granted in your life. Be intentional about healing folk, about healing words, words that heal, or words that bring freedom and not put folk in bondage. Be intentional about speaking liberating words, words that set folk free, which will not only bless you, but bless others as well. Number three, spiritual growth is so essential to cultivating the mind of Christ. You want to grow, you want to have a healthy, well-balanced mind, you want to have a stable mind, you want to have a sound mind, a mind that's made whole, then it's critical that you do what you're doing now. You're not only here, but you're writing. It's critical that you be in Sunday school. They're going through the doctrines of the Bible. Uh, In Bible study, I was teaching just last week, I taught my heart out, the attributes of God, the character of God. And you don't know what in the world I'm talking about if you weren't there. All of that was in Bible study this past Wednesday. We teach and teach and teach because we want to see the church growing and serving God to the maximum of your potential. Spiritual growth is so essential to cultivating the mind of Christ. Growing in Christ is not an option. The scriptures instructs us to grow, instructs us to grow. And you don't just accidentally grow. You have to be intentional about your spiritual growth. Second Peter chapter three, verse 18 says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's a command. We, we are encouraged. We are instructed to grow, to grow. If your baby that you have from a little infant is still a baby at 20, something's wrong. And you have Christians who are still infants after being in the church 20 years because they don't apply truth as given to them. They don't implement it. The scripture says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now, you know, I'm going to give you some things, some principles to help you to get excited about growing so, so that you want to grow. Let me give you something to just inspire you. Let me give you some inspirational insights. What are some of the benefits of spiritual growth? And when I give you these spiritual benefits, all of a sudden I believe, you go say, you know what? I've got some growing up to do. Even you children should be writing this down. You'll grow wiser and richer and you'll be more intelligent and, and, and your thinking will be so much healthy and you'll obey your parents the first time and you have great attitude. You'll grow in your attitude towards your parents. That's right. And when you're growing, you, husbands and wives, you're growing your attitude towards your husbands and wives. You won't be looking at each other cross-eyed if you are growing. What are some benefits of spiritual growth? Well, when you're growing, you are spiritually stronger. You're spiritually stronger. You get stronger as you grow. A 10-year-old can do way more than a 1-year-old child. Because they're stronger. 
uh, secondly, you increase in wisdom when you grow. How many want to be wise? Well, you got to grow up. Next, you have more peace in a turbulent world when you're growing. I mean, you see all that stuff on the news and the, the, the news go from one cycle of crises to the next. Every time you cut it on, somebody shot up something. This has happened. Somebody's stolen this. This is happening with the leadership, the world leaders. Here's what's happening over in Israel and over in Iran and Korea and China and Russia and, and on and on and on and on. But you know what? In the midst of all of that, God can give you peace that the world can't understand. This stuff won't trouble you because the peace of God is resonating in your heart. What happens when you grow? You have more joy. You have more joy. You know how to smile. Your countenance is different. People look at you and say, it's something about you that I just like. Just your face ministered to me. Your persona ministers to me. I, I love your joy. It's contagious. It, 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 it stirs up my own joy. When you're growing, you are in better position to minister to others. If you're not growing, how can you help other folk when you're in spiritual regression or you're backsliding all over the place? You can't help people if your life is in a hot mess. You are in better position to minister to others when you are growing spiritually. Next, you are more committed to serve when you're growing. People who aren't growing aren't serving. They just come and they heat up a seat for an hour and a half, whatever, and they go home and you ask them what ministry they're in? None. What church they belong to? Well, I've been there for six months, but I haven't joined yet. But you join, you have no problem joining Sam's membership. You get membership at Costco. You get membership for certain other things, for pampering or whatever. You get You get membership and you pay good for it. But you come to church, you want the perks without the accountability. You just want to come and go and nothing is required of you. That's not the way it goes. There's accountability. This place is a place of refuge. It's a place of healing, a place of hope, a place of growth. You see, uh, when you're growing, uh, you are able to discern and resist the strategies of Satan. Satan has all kinds of tactics. Satan is prepared to make his move on each of us as we sit here. You think Satan is smiling because you're sitting in church receiving this word today? No. He's going to pick on you, and he's already got a plan to, to mess up your day. That's right. If you understand that, you resist his satanic strategies, and you can see the work of Satan, and you won't fight each other. You'll become a united front to fight the devil out of your family. Do I have an amen out there? It's not your family members that's the enemy. It's the devil that wants to destroy your family that's the enemy. You are able to discern and resist the strategies of of the enemy when you're growing. When you're growing, you are better equipped to weather the storms of life. You're better to weather the storms of life. Listen, if my wife and I weren't growing spiritually, we would have fallen a long time ago. We weathered the storms and given leadership to this church through the flood of 98, through through 9-11, through the virus. 
through trials in the church, through hardships, through misunderstandings, through, through betrayals. But when you're in ministry, you have to have a tender heart and tough skin. And you find out, you say, well, I'm going down the street to the next church. When you get down there, you're going to find out they got problems too. You might as well get somewhere, be still, grow, and let God develop your spiritual life. Amen? All right, so you are better equipped to weather the storms of life. Uh, you, next, you are better equipped to deal with difficult relationships. How many of you have some difficult relationships in your life? It could be a child, it could be a spouse, it could be an in-law, it could be a cousin, it could be an uncle or aunt, it could be a coworker, it could be a church member. I mean, you can't live in this life and not have difficult people. Jesus had a whole lot of difficult people, and he had an answer for them. And he was gracious. He was kind. Sometimes he rebuked them. But, but he had difficult people. But that didn't stop him from doing his ministry. Some of you can't stand folk to look, to look at you the, the wrong way. Not speak. He didn't speak. She didn't speak. She walked around me. Leave the church over that. You don't leave your job when somebody walk around you. You don't get out the military and say, I quit after 29 years. I'm going to retire at 30, but I'm going to throw it away because I don't like my boss. No, you stay right there. You suck it up. Keep moving and trust God. Amen. You even know what battles to fight. Some of y'all are fighting battles that God has not even authorized you to fight. You in stuff y'all not be in. Some of you are in a mess because you're not where you're blown. You ought to be with the church, but you're blown into all this other stuff, and you're fighting other organizations. It's wearing you out. Matter of fact, when you are wise, you know what to get in and what to get out of. Some of y'all in too much stuff. Now, look at that now. All this stuff, who are you trying to impress? You have to weigh what you get in. And why are you there? I'm not saying you can't get in things that do some good things, but you can be in so much until you're not making much use in anything. You can spread yourself too thin. Uh, what are some of the benefits of spiritual growth? Is you are more patient with people and their issues. You're more patient with people and their issues. It's patient, patient, patience. Love is patient. Love is patient. Patient with people and their issues. And their issues. You see them coming, well, here come the issue. And you and you all tired and worn out, and the issue is coming your way. Ask God to give you a double portion of patience. Um, you become more generous in your financial giving when you are growing. A growing people is growing in their spiritual giving and their financial giving. You become more generous in your financial giving. You don't give God less. You give him more. Uh, as a, a byproduct of growth is you are not so easily offended. You don't have a chip on your shoulder. Little or anything don't just bother you. Uh, you, you just learn to, with the help of God, shake it off. Don't be so easily offended. And sometimes people don't mean no harm, and sometimes they do. But realize God is in control, and God will take care of it. And God doesn't, get, God doesn't call you to fight everybody that doesn't act right. 
You know, let God fight the battle. Stop usurping the authority of God. God knows how to deal with people better than you. Stop having the spirit of trying to get even. You know? Uh, And then, listen, when you're growing, you're more willing to forgive. You're more willing to forgive. A growing saint is a forgiving saint. As you can see from this list, spiritual growth is so vital for possessing and maintaining a healthy, well-balanced spiritual mindset to minister to others who need a word of hope, healing, and encouragement from you. Number four, you become strong and courageous when you possess the mind of Christ. You become strong and what? Courageous Courageous when you possess the mind of Christ. Joshua 1, 9, chapter 1, verse 9 says, be strong. Look at that. Be strong and courageous. In times like these, you better be strong and courageous. This is an antichrist culture. This is not a God-fearing culture. And everything we see is going against God, against his word. Folk don't want prayer. People want to do what is right in their own eyes. You know, be strong and courageous. Uh, Do not be afraid or discouraged when you see everything going around you that's going awry. Seem like folk picking on you. Be strong. Don't be wimpy. Don't be whiny. Don't be a crybaby. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He's with you. Beloved, the more wicked, vile, corrupt, and antichrist this world becomes, the more bold and courageous believers must be to represent Christ in a dark and decadent world. To be courageous means to be firm. To be courageous means to be resilient. To be courageous means to be bold. To be courageous means to be brave. To be courageous means to be fearless. To be courageous means to be valiant. To be courageous means to be unwavering in the midst of ridicule, in the midst of abuse and hate and harassment. To be courageous in the midst of injustice and persecution because of being a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Being a coward does not honor the Lord. God wants us strong and courageous. If you're not passionate for Christ, you cannot be courageous for him, nor will you be willing to take a stand against and confront the evil of our day. Only when your mind is surrendered to Christ and you possess passion for him, can you be aggressive with the gospel in an anti-Christ culture. Again, this is a what kind of culture? An anti-Christ culture. You see? So you have to be strong in the midst of an antichrist culture and not fizzle out when confronted by antagonistic people who will challenge your faith in Christ. Don't back down. Stand your ground. Stand your ground. Well, let me transition to this uh, section and we'll be done with the series. How do we display courage in an antichrist world? How do we display courage in an antichrist world. This is an antichrist world. I mean, look look at the gender confusion. Look, look, look at all the stuff. Everything's being redefined. The language, the pronouns, just the stuff. Just, just, we're being assaulted. 
This world is being reorientated. And parents, if you don't do your homework, stay on top of your kids' education, and beware of what your children are learning in their classroom, you'll find out you have lost your child. You better spend time. You better know what's going on. You better get all. That's your child. Those are your children. Those are not the school children. No, they're your children. You determine what your children receive. You determine the curriculum. If it didn't come up to your standard, then you get them out. Put them where they can grow and be more like Christ. Make some adjustments. Satan knows what he's doing. He wants to raise up a generation, a young, a generation of young devils. Young devils, five and six, seven years old. He wants them down there. When they grow up, when they get 15, they, they gone. They gone. You got to talk to your children. Re- reason with your children. Don't always be fussing at them. Uh, keep the lines of communication open. Open. So how do we display courage in an antichrist world? Uh, here's some more bullet points for you. Courage in Christ does not mean the absence of fear. It is to persevere in him regardless of your fear. You know, Gideon was afraid to go against those Midianites, but he did do what God called him to do, even though he was afraid. Sometimes you got to go and you have to do the hard thing, even though you're afraid you go on and do it anyhow, because it's the right thing to do. Courage in Christ does not mean the absence of fear. It is to persevere in him regardless of your fear. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North Converse, Texas, 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.